Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Yo. Oh. Yo. Oh. Aubrey Edwards, Tony Schiavone, we bout to party. We bout to party, unrestricted, got the house now, we gon' turn it up, up, bring the house down, got that big space pump and make them bounce now, flossing like they bossing and the freaks are coming out now. It's time for another episode of AEW Unrestricted, and it's where Aubrey and I get to sit down and have a damn good time. Hell yeah. I'm excited for this one. How you doing, buddy? I'm okay. I'm currently in Orlando on day 10 of a 12-day loop. Right. This pay-per-view loop is uh, quite long, but super exciting. We're getting to go to new places. We're traveling again. We've got this new format for AEW Dark. Right. So that's a very small and not significant enough segue into all of the incredible things and changes that AEW has gone through recently. I know oh my God, we're kind of on top of the world right now. <laughs> yeah, l- l- let's talk about the loop that, that you're on. And I was I was able to step out of that loop. Tony Khan had contacted me, said, uh, may need you to go to Orlando. And I went, okay. But I didn't have to go to go to Orlando, but you did. And, and you mentioned the, the new dark format. Uh, basically, if you're wondering, how in the world do you get all these shows done? <laughs> we wonder that sometimes too. Yeah. Elevation is done the night of Dynamite, and Dark Now is going to be done in Orlando at Universal Studios. In front of a live audience. Right. I'm very excited, especially because during the pandemic, we did Dark not in front of a live audience for so long right. that having a consistent live audience for Dark is something that I'm particularly excited about. Right. Like, that's been the biggest thing recently. We started touring again in July. Hit up Miami, hit up Texas twice. We've we've already gone to all of these incredible places. We Cincinnati was a new one for us. Having the live audiences back has been absolutely great. There has been a, a lot of talk about AEW uh, on social media. There always is, but obviously a lot more. It is, as I had said on TV, a wonderful time to be a wrestling fan, a wonderful time to be an AEW fan. And since CM Punk walked out, August 20th at the United Center. And from that time now through what happened back in Chicago with Brian Danielson, which I know he and CM Punk are very close to your heart. I get that. Yeah. Adam Cole, who walked out and was knocking a little son of a bitch out. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has been quite a ride for us. And Aubrey, I, I, I want to talk about not only what we've been going through, but I want to talk about 
how it's impacted your life and my life because I was out of wrestling for 18 years, never thought I would be in this. You had done a lot of independent shows, mm-hmm. working very hard to become the referee that you've become. So if we look back on our careers, if we think about August and September of 2021, it's kind of surreal, isn't it? It is. It's, I often don't like using the word historic when we talk about things in wrestling because I feel like it's overused a lot. Boy, is it ever. In this instance, I feel like it is the most appropriate use for it. Sure. I was having uh, breakfast with Jerry Lynn the other day. And he had said something along that I absolutely agreed with, that when people are looking back in time in the history of wrestling, they're going to remember this time as a major point in wrestling. Yeah. And that's fascinating to think about, that we get to be a part of that. Right. That All Out 2021 will be talked about forever. Right. And I don't think that's an hyperbole. I think that's absolutely true. I think, one, it was an incredible show. But two, I think it definitely turned the tide a little bit. It did turn the tide. I mean, obviously, there is AEW and WWE and all the independent promotions, obviously, are vying for viewership. Yes. There's no question. But I've often felt that you have to worry about your own product and not worry about anybody else. And I think that's what we're doing right here. We're concentrating on us and we're not trying to outbook them we're just doing our own thing obviously you keep an eye on what's going on but it is an historic time now cm punk walking out will be an unforgettable night a couple of uh behind the scenes things tony khan true to his word never used the word cm punk at all to anybody during the meeting, he called him our special guest. Yep. Backstage, CM Punk's room, it just said special guest. Besides <laughs> that special guest. But we kind of knew, and then we all got to meet him backstage. Having him aboard on this, this team has been wonderful on so many levels. Not only in this, uh, what he has done as far as viewership, but how he approaches his work backstage. Meeting him and seeing how kind and excited uh, he is to be here, it's just, it's absolutely incredible and a good testament to what we've built, right? Yeah. I think um, Brian Danielson saying it in the post-show press conference for All Out, it's that we've built something good here and this is a thing that people want to be a part of. Right. And you mentioned that, you know, focusing on our own product the thing that I first thought coming out of All Out was, oh, God, what are we going to do for full gear? <laughs> like, <laughs> how can we top this? We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. But going back to uh, to CM Punk, I remember talking with multiple people, like, how big is the pop going to be? Right. How big is it? Like, we're all trying to measure, like, is it going to be a Stone Cold pop? Is it going to be a, a Road Warrior pop? <laughs> and even just walking into United Center earlier that day, I got goosebumps. Just that building is so huge. Right. And it's it's fascinating to think that in... When, when this releases, we'll be a week away from Arthur Ashe, that as big as the United Center was, we're about to top that again. Right. But yeah, the the excitement, it's almost like it was a double pop of CM Punk's music hitting mm-hmm. and everybody getting excited because everyone knew he was there, but they weren't sure he was there as far as the crowd goes. Like there was no mention of it. And then backstage, it was like up until like that day, no one absolutely knew he was going to be there. And then as soon as you see him come through the tunnel, it just erupts. Yeah. Even louder. 
Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It's crazy. So let me ask you this, uh, as far as CM Punk is concerned and about your fandom. <laughs> CM Punk, see it? Okay. No, really, really. I, I, I'm going to try to get a gauge on the years here because CM Punk's years of becoming a big star were the years that I was absent from wrestling. And I only knew about him through watching videos. And actually, I got a chance to meet him a couple of times. One was like kind of out of the blue. He was at a radio station where I worked doing an interview and I had heard about CM Punk. I had seen some of the videos and, and so I got to meet him there, but where were you in your wrestling fandom when CM Punk first started? Can you remember when he first started like Indies and WWE? I, I wasn't even watching like back when he was doing straight edge society stuff with like Serena Deeb and whatnot. Like I didn't watch wrestling. I've said in interviews a lot that First time I watched wrestling was WrestleMania 27. Not a clue who anyone is. I knew The Rock as an actor, not as a wrestler. What year would that have been, WrestleMania 20? It's It's been like 10 years. Okay, so we're... I, th- yeah. I think they're at like 37 now. So it's it's almost been about 10 years. Okay, so like 2011, 2012, around that time. Around there, around there. Yeah, okay. And like that was a show that got my husband hooked back into it because he had watched as a kid. He was a Laps fan. Right. And then... May or June, I can't remember the date specifically, but CM Punk does the pipe bomb promo, the, f- the famous pipe bomb where he's- The famous pipe bomb promo. Cross-legged, top of the stage, just talking, and you're not quite sure how much of this is real and how much isn't real. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment for me where I'm like, wrestling is cool because wrestling is now a performance art to me. Wrestling is storytelling. Wrestling is people being characters, but also being themselves, but putting their bodies in the line to tell a story, much like I knew from dance. So all of a sudden, like, I was hooked. Right. I remember walking around backstage at the United Center, and Daryl, one, uh, one of the guys on our production team who does our live shots, comes up to me and goes, he's here. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Because, like, Daryl knew. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I actually drank a Pepsi that day in catering just because I was, like, hoping. I was like, I'm going to put good karma in the universe. I'm not because I, ne- I never drink Pepsi. And then, like, I saw him walking around the back, and I saw, like, the back of his head first. And I'm like... Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. And I've never like panicked meeting someone. I don't know if you have like, I, to me, everyone is just like, Oh, they're a person who happens to be someone on TV. Right. But to me, this is like the celebrity. And I was talking to punk a little bit about it after. And I told him like, you were the reason I got into wrestling. And he's like, Oh, Oh wait, you're serious. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I am like, no shit, dude. Like legit. And yeah. I explained the whole thing. He's like, oh, normally I, I apologize, but I guess for you, it worked out real well. I'm like, yeah, it did. <laughs> but I told him, like, dude, you're, there's a lot of young people here that grew up watching you. Sure. He said that was like the thing that was like just something he hadn't really thought about. And it's insane that he's, he's come here and he's helping put our, our younger talent over. Mm-hmm. It's well known at this point, like we're, we're building Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Sammy Var, MJF, like all these guys as future stars. Sure. And to have someone come in like CM Punk and just immediately put over Darby the way that he did mm-hmm. is just absolutely incredible. And I'm I'm incredibly grateful because something like that is just going to help build our company's success. Right. So, yeah, it was a match between Punk and Darby, but it was a match for all of us. Very well said. I Now, you said a line here that I want to. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of trolls on here as they are on social media, they're going to say, CM Punk put Darby over. No, he didn't. CM Punk beat Darby. It's not about wins or losses, you freaking dumbasses. Yeah. All right? It's not. It's about making stars 
And CM Punk made Darby an uh, even bigger star, elevated Darby's career that night. Absolutely. What she's talking about, and, and I, I wholeheartedly agree that these veterans and known stars coming in, working with our younger talent, is making everybody better. It's not wins or losses anymore. It's not. Exactly. We saw Sting doing the same thing. Like he came in immediately, yep. you know, started associating himself with Darby. Yep. And, you know, the running joke is that he's Darby's dad. Right. So, <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, that's intentional, right? Yeah, sure. That's building Darby as, as a legitimate future contender. One other thing. Listen, I didn't know that Adam Cole and Brian Danielson were really actually coming to us until that day. Didn't know that. Didn't see him. Okay. Same. But I remember when I found out that day that, yeah, oh, yeah, by the way, he's going to be here. Brian Danielson, yes, is going to be here. The first thing I thought of was you. (laughs) I did. You were the first person I thought of because I knew how big a fan you were of his. Did you cry when you saw him? No, I definitely, like, I, the reaction I had when I saw Brian was similar to the one I had when I saw Punk. But it was interesting. And I'm, I'm not going to name a name. Okay. But, I was backstage, I'm in the talent viewing area watching the main event, and I'm 99% sure he's there. Because mm-hmm. I follow wrestling, I read the rumors, and I'm like, I, I think he's here. I'm not sure, but I think he's here. And someone comes down and sits next to me, and they go, you know who's here, right? I'm like, is he? He goes, yeah. And I immediately, like, you know, that, like, sees up, like, oh, God. Oh, and, like, my limbs stop working and whatnot. Ten minutes later, I walk over to go position. All right. And I see him standing there, like punching the air and kicking and whatnot, like basically like warming up like a fighter. Yeah. And I'm just standing there in awe. And the guy who just told me is here, he goes, well, there he is. It's real. <laughs> it was just so casual. I'm like, oh. And I look over like, oh, and there's Adam Cole about to go out. Okay. Things just got real wild. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> After the show, I was standing there with you and I said, there he is. Go say something to him. You say, well, I don't know. He's kind of busy. I said, fuck it. It's, it's your chance. You know, get in there and flex your muscle here. You're, you're, you're Aubrey Edwards. You're somebody. You're not just a fan anymore. Yeah. It's weird. We're coworkers. But yeah, I, I introduced myself. I, I asked if he had seen the gif of me crying at his retirement, and he said no. So I was immediately embarrassed. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll see it eventually. But uh, we've chatted a bit since then. Uh, you know, him being from the Pacific Northwest and me still living there, it's like we immediately have a connection. Sure. Really great guy. I mean, everyone we hire is great. Yeah. We know this. Like everyone is just kind and they have wonderful hearts and they want to help the company grow and they want to be better. And it's it's amazing. Well, Brian Danielson was not. And of course, uh, CM Punk, not the only stars that we brought in. Uh, we're going to talk next about some other stars and how we found out about them, and how the Forbidden Door has kind of changed wrestling. This is AEW Unrestricted. Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone here. We're just shooting the shit. Where There's so much that has been happening recently with AEW. It's, I feel like we're moving a, like a thousand miles a minute, and it's nice to just kind of sit and reflect on all of the craziness that's happening, yeah. the exciting time that's currently happening in wrestling, and we touched on CM Punk, we touched on Brian Danielson, but we obviously have to touch on Adam Cole, who who threatened you recently. Yeah, he sure did. I thought he was a cool dude, but now I'm a little perturbed. 
I saw him talking to you, and I'm like, nobody talks to Shivani that way. <laughs> He's my friend. <laughs> he is a cool dude. I do want to say, I do want to shout out to Britt Baker, you kayfabe bitch. She <laughs> <laughs> didn't tell you? I No, she didn't. <gasps> she did not. Okay. And every time I asked her, she said, no, there's nothing going on. And I said, you're lying to me. No, there's not. And I'm say, I said, you're living with this guy, so you fucking know. Okay. <laughs> And good for her, you know. Yeah. Good, good for her. So, uh, we are in uh, in the show that aired uh, back from uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Obviously, when Britt comes out in her interviews, she hugs me. I've been her interviewer. I've been her protector. I've kind of like felt like kind of her dad, because in reality, I'm older than her dad. <laughs> you know. So we've had this on screen relationship that is genuine because I, I really have a lot of time for Brit. Like I have a lot of time for a lot of people. You are one of my favorite people. There's no question. So Adam gets with me and he says, well, we need to address this on camera. And I said, yeah, we do. We talked through what, what we're going to say. And he said, he said, I'm going to call you a nerd. And he said, fans are going to pop because they know that I am really a nerd. Oh, Huge nerd. He says, so I'm going to call you a nerd. So he went out and he told me to get out, but he didn't say nerd. So I'm standing there and he goes, get out. And I look at him, I go, nerd. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, get out, nerd. Okay. So I remind him to say nerd. So we go in the back and Tony says, you didn't get out quick enough. If he's threatening you, you need to get out quicker. I said, there was a line. That he was not hitting. So I was waiting for it was him. your physical outline. <laughs> I was waiting for him to hit the fucking line. Nerd. And I had to tell him that. So so I don't know if it came across for me saying nerd first to him. But that, that's how it all went. And listen, in reality, he is one of the nicest young men that I have met. Oh, absolutely. And listen, you have to be a wonderful soul to be able to live with Britt Baker. I imagine that to be true. Yes. <laughs> so... So there you go. And I'm so glad because I know the kid can really work. I know he can give us a great match. That's what it's all about. We talk about a lot. It's about what happens in the ring. When fans walk away from a pay-per-view or a television show, we want them to think, that's a hell of a match we just saw. Not all matches are going to be great, guys. They're not. And we'd love for every match to be great. But more than not, you're going to have great matches. And that's what I think Adam Cole is going to bring to us. Definitely. Fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I I was so they had to hold me back backstage. I wanted to come out and punch me in the face. I was like, you don't talk to my friend that way. <laughs> How dare you? You have a Twitch channel, you nerd. What the hell? <laughs> uh we had talked a little bit about the forbidden door. Yeah. Which I don't think anyone had ever really thought was going to happen, but winner is coming. Kenny Omega wins the title in horrible fashion, cheating, taking John Moxley out with a microphone running away with the title and we hear Don Callis say see you on Tuesday at Impact right I didn't know he was going to say that no I didn't either and all of a sudden like things are just different because you don't know what to expect you don't know where people are going to show up it's crazy when Don Callis said that I remember him saying we'll see you Tuesday and when he said that I went oh he is screwed up big time (laughs) we got a Wednesday show and then he said Impact and I went Oh, my God. And the first thing I thought of was this. Impact 
is trying to horn in on our freaking business. <laughs> okay. Screw those guys. Yeah, screw those guys. Really, I, I was really concerned about it. I talked to Tony about it. But Tony and I went to Nashville a number of times, did a number of things, and it all kind of has worked out with not only Impact, but the NWA. We have had the NWA Women's Champion on. And, of course, what the the big-time wrestling fans love is when guys from New Japan Pro Wrestling come walking in. Yes. And I'm sure there's going to be even more. We've uh, we've seen the IWGP US title defended on our show. As Tony Khan has said, I am the forbidden door. I have opened it up. It is again, it is good for wrestling. It is good for anyone to get exposure. And Tony Khan has actually said, well, you know, we used to do those spots on Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. where we would rip Impact Wrestling. Oh, I loved him. He said, and I'm, I'm, we can just let this comment stand and not even go into it. He said, it's us against them, and we all know who them is. Yeah. What I took out of that was that he is willing to bring in everybody, anybody, and help independent promotions or other promotions advance their product. Why not? It only helps business. It's logical, right? Right. It's ab- absolutely logical. So, yeah, so it's a great time. So, also, uh, Ruby Soho arrives. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. How can we forget Ruby? The sweetheart that she is. <laughs> yes. Yeah, such a nice young lady. And uh, before her debut, so nervous backstage. And I, and I told her, I said, I get it. I, I get you're nervous. And I, I got to meet her for the first time and just love her presence, love what she brings to the ring. You know, we say this so many times, and, and you say it when we intro people here on Unrestricted. Gosh, I'd absolutely love this person. But we do. There's nobody that we, we don't. Do. People have differences. People will sometimes argue or not. But we literally, everybody backstage, we love. And Ruby's another one. I saw her come in in the back. And the first thing I did is I immediately hugged her and just said, I am so happy you're here. Yeah. Because I, I've seen her previous work. I'm a huge fan of it. And similar to Punk and Brian and Cole, Ruby is coming in and is going to help our women's division. Sure. Because she has 11 years of experience from independent scene, from WWE, like everything. And all of that experience is just going to help the division grow. She's going to help us put on amazing matches. I told her straight up last week in Cincinnati that I'm just so happy you're here because you're going to make us all better. Yeah. I absolutely 100% believe that. Like people join our team because they want the team to be better. Sure, we all enjoy like our individual accomplishments, but I think the individual accomplishments are more fun and satisfying because we get to share them together. I want the women's division to get better. I've always wanted that because I know that a lot of the success in pro wrestling that the WWE has had has been that they have strengthened their women's division. And I want to see them get better. And I think Ruby is only going to make us better. I mean, we, we brought Thunder Rose in from the NWA. She is now with us full time. And yes, we are getting homegrown talent like Jade and uh, Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet. And I know I'm going to miss some. Ty Conte, obviously, and, and Anna Jay's back. So I want to I want to also call out Serena Deep, who she's been injured for a bit, but right. in that time, she's been filling a very pivotal backstage role. She's been one of our coaching staff. Right. She's has a wealth of experience and knowledge, and it's the fact that we recognize that with people, and it's not just oh you're injured, cool, see you in a few months when you're back, but 
oh, you're injured? How else can we better utilize you? How can you help the team? Right. And it's great because she's such a nice, warm personality and having her around is just absolutely wonderful. Oh, man. I'm like getting butterflies like talking about it just because like work is already awesome, but it's especially awesome right now. (laughs) In life, that's what you want. You want work to be awesome. You want to enjoy what you're doing. And we certainly do that. Okay, so I've been talking about the uh, all the women in AEW. Now, uh, during this past big weekend that we had, big week in Chicago, we had an AEW Heels event. Yes! So I, I want you to talk about that and talk about Heels because we don't talk about it enough. We don't. And it's this incredible initiative. So for those that don't know, AEW Heels is a women's-focused community for fans of wrestling. It's no surprise that... Wrestling is a very male-dominated sport, both in viewership and participation. A lot of research has gone in to show that women will start watching wrestling or other male-dominated forms of media, and unless they have someone else that they can share it with, they often fall out of it. So a lot of times it's a matter of making sure that you build a community. And myself and what, what I believe in, I feel like women need to help build each other up. And we're all one team. And that's just not the talent and the roster, but that's everyone who watches wrestling as well. So Brandy came to us way back when and said she had this idea for AEW Heels, which was an online group. People could buy a membership and they'd have access to all this exclusive stuff. And when you think about all the stuff that we offer people, it is an absolute steal. There's once a month Zoom meetings where we'll bring in experts in the field of fitness, mental health, project management. We'll have tutorials. We'll have Sandra give us a sewing tutorial. We'll have our makeup team do different looks. We'll interview talent. We'll interview people in the community. All of this sort of culminated into our first live meetup. And that was All Out Weekend, Saturday night at the arena. Right. And if you were a Heels member, you got to attend. And it was like a little cocktail mixer, very casual. I dressed up because all my friends are married and I don't have an excuse to wear a dress anymore. But it was just so fun. And I've never seen that many people just deliriously happy all at once. And a lot of times you get people in the community who are very like introverted and quiet. And they keep to themselves. And everyone was just smiles on their faces, hugging everyone, just so excited. Outside of the actual show... It was my favorite part of the pay-per-view weekend. I just felt my heart was so full. Even even Sam, who's head of Atlas Security, had said, because he was working security for the event, he's like, this is absolutely incredible. Yeah, It was so wonderful. And we're going to do it every pay-per-view now. Immediately, I'm just like, this is going to be the thing that I look forward to every pay-per-view. I would love to come uh, address the ladies, because I know how important it is. And uh, I have, of course, a uh, Patreon channel of my own. And we do the same thing and we, we build a community and we build friendships and that's what it, because you were a wrestling fan, I was a wrestling fan and now we're on this side of the camera, but we don't forget the people on the other side of the camera because we are just like them. We're all the same. Exactly. Exactly. The website is all elite heels, all elite com. If you want to learn more about heels, of course, we're talking about heels as in high heels, high heels. Not heels, as in Adam Cole. It's a double entendre, if you will. Okay. 
Listen, we're going to talk about the Fan Fest. We're going to talk about uh, Dynamite coming up. We're going to talk about uh, a whole lot more. And we're going to talk about how beautiful Aubrey Edwards was during the day at the pay-per-view because she knocked them dead backstage. Oh, man. Shut when up, we, shut we continue <laughs> on AEW Unrestricted. This is AEW Unrestricted. Tony and Aubrey uh, in the midst of Camelot. Ooh, Ooh. A, great, a great time to be uh, with us in AEW. And uh, we were talking about some of the things that happened backstage during All Out, uh, Dynamite, Rampage, the Heels event that we had in Chicago, what happened in Cincinnati heading towards uh, New York City and the Arthur Ashe Stadium. So I mentioned right before, uh, just a moment ago, how beautiful Aubrey was backstage. It absolutely stopped me in my tracks. Oh, thank you. Checks in the mail, buddy. Because <laughs> I- I'm used to seeing Aubrey in her stripes and her her gear. So I'm, I'm walking by the whiteboard where you write all the names of the orders of the matches. And I remember thinking, who is that beautiful woman <laughs> with her back to me writing? I've never and- seen that person before. <laughs> I've never no, from the back, okay? Right, then, right, 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 right. Listen, you had a dress, and I went, oh, my God, you're absolutely stunning today. And you said, it's a pay-per-view day. I'm dressing up for it. Yeah. Sweetie, that was, you looked wonderful. You really did. Thank you. You always do. You really do. But, I mean, you were really, really special that day. Oh, thanks, Tony. I normally, and it's it's one of the great things I love about AEW that we don't really talk about very often, but it's the casual atmosphere. People show up to work wearing whatever they want. Like right. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, men of the year, dress like their characters on TV. They, they dress like that when they show up to work every day. There's some people that legit wear suits whenever they show up. There's some people that come dressed in workout wear. There's I come up in a pair of joggers and a backwards hat and some Jordans. And a t-shirt. And that's like what I normally wear. And people who watch this podcast will see that too. But it's a pay-per-view and it's special. And we all felt it. We all knew it was going to be a special show. Right. I kind of just wanted, I started it in Double or Nothing, our last pay-per-view we had in Jacksonville. But like, this is the first one we had back on the road. I'm like, I got to dress up. If I don't, it's like, I'm wasting it. And I found this real uh, awesome dress that was 70% off. (laughs) So how could I not? Yeah. (laughs) I got to wear it, and it was great. Well, you know, some of the best dresses you find are at a discount. They are. They are. I mean, God bless TJ Maxx and and Marshalls and all those places. So you, uh, since we're talking about the beautiful Aubrey Edwards, who, by the way, legitimately one of my real good friends. We say that so much, but she will just text me out of the blue about how much she loves me, and it just brightens my day. It really does. So. Well, because it's true. You invited me on this podcast. And since then, we have become lifelong friends. Right. Like, I got to meet one of your daughters and your granddaughters at the pay-per-view this weekend. Right. They were both so proud of you. And being able to talk to them about how proud they were of their dad and their granddad. I got to say how great you are to them. Like, it was just this wonderful moment. I'm going to put you over now since you put me over in the dress. It was like... (laughs) Such a wonderful man, not only when he's not at work, but when he is at work. I mean, you're one of the people that make AEW what it is, Tony. That means a lot, Aubrey. It really does. And I really appreciate all of that. One of your 
there's so many great things about you. And one of the things b- about your nails. How has this become a podcast about me? Like, I'm just <laughs> we, we do want to talk about this. I want to talk about the, your nails. Love seeing your nails on, on social and talk about. The show day nails. <laughs> how do you come up with those nails, girl? How do you come up with those nails, girl? So it's actually something I've been doing since, like, my very first wrestling show that I ever did on the indies. I started doing the, the hashtag show day nails. It's one of those like gimmicks I've been trying to get over for a long time and it hasn't quite hit, but it's starting to. Right. But one of the things that was really important to me when I started refing, kind of going back to the whole, you know, wrestling as a male dominated sport is for me at the time, there weren't a lot of women in a referee role. There was very few and far between. There's some regions where there weren't any. I wanted to immediately approach the role very differently like still the same, like still keep it very professional and keep the stripes and everything. Like it's still, I still wanted it to feel like I was an official in a wrestling match, but I wanted to do what I could to add a feminine flair to it because that's the reality of it, right? It's the, I can't just say, well, I'm a person filling a man's role. Like I'm a woman in what is a woman's role. It's, it's a role that is both, it's for all genders. Sure. So I started doing this nails thing and I've never painted my nails. Like, this was really the start of it. And when I was on the indies, I started doing things like whatever the color of the poster was for that event, because I would do, like, the same cities very often. Right. Once we got on the road, I started getting that cheap pop. Like, hey, let me let me see what local sports teams we have. So whatever local colleges or baseball teams or basketball. I did, um, when we were in Chicago, I did um, the Chicago Sky, their women's... Uh, basketball team right the WNBA team right because I'm I'm there for three days so I can't just do the same nails over and over again <laughs> right 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 but yeah I just started kind of doing it and it's it's nice because it's a way for me to before I get on the road when I'm packing I'm doing research about the town and learning more about you know the places we're going and the culture and whatnot and I'm a big sports fan it's just like a nice little thing that makes me happy but I've noticed too that more and more people on Twitter will do their nails and then tweet them at me which makes me feel really bad because I can just do like single colors and everyone else has these like sparkles and designs and all this shit. And I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't do that at all. <laughs> There's actually a Twitter account called Ref Aubrey Nails. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> changes the profile pic every week to whatever my nails were. Oh, wow. It's, it's a fantastic account. Like we've talked a couple of times. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's also like the MJF scarf account. There's the Orange Cassidy thumb account. Like everyone's got these like little gimmick accounts, but. Yeah, there's a, there's a bug account for this chihuahua here too. Oh, I believe it. But yeah, it's, it's just like one of those little things that you just do in wrestling to make yourself pop. And you never know what people are going to attach themselves to and what they're going to enjoy out of it. So it was real hard when we were in Jacksonville for 16 months because I was digging to the bottom of the barrel trying to come up with ideas. Yeah, you know, uh, I, w- I want to say something about the Fan Fest here. Uh, we had our f- another Fan Fest, which I, I'm I'm thinking that's going to be a regular occurrence. I hope so. I, I, I don't know. I'll let you know right now that we're going to have a Fan Fest at every pay-per-view uh, that we do because we do kind of quarterly pay-per-views. So I don't know if we're going to have one at Full Gear. I don't know if we're going to have one at... Uh, Revolution. Revolution. Thank you, honey. I knew I could count on you or wanted wanted double or nothing. I don't know. But the fan fests have become very, very good. It's it's just a good time because it's been rough. It uh, You talked about heels. It's been rough uh, with the pandemic and we're all trying to get back together as best we can. I'm not here uh, telling you that you should get vaccinated. I can tell you I did. I did. But I'm, I'm saying it's good for everybody to get back together whether it's 
being vaccinated or being tested. I, I really think that the Fan Fest has been a good way to to just kind of get the ball rolling for the weekend, as much like Heels has as well, just get you excited about the the big event. Did you go to the uh, Fan Fest at all? Yeah, we actually had a AEW Games panel. So we host this little show. I was going to say monthly, but it's pretty much whenever we have something to talk about. But AEW Games 2.0 show, we'll do like our games news when we have an update about the various different projects we're working on. That's sort of like the place you go for all of the breaking news. We had the idea to do a live recording of one. So I talked about the latest Elite General Manager update uh, and all of the new features we're releasing, um, all the new wrestler. We're adding 13 wrestlers in this update. So we've hired a lot of people and we still don't have everyone. Like there's there's still, I think, like 10 more coming in the next update we have. Uh, we had Evil Uno on the stage and he announced our Twitch platform. We actually brought up Jungle Boy and showed him and everyone else uh, his character in the console game and it's got his move set like his uh springboard uh what do you call it the um... i'm not excalibur i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it basically it has his move set it's got a snare trap it's got his taunt it's got his bounce off the ropes lariat it's got all of them like it's so good and we were supposed to do a podcast but someone is releasing a comic book and had to go and promote that and i'm very proud of you <laughs> I was ultimately very thankful because I needed time to prepare for my games panel. So for those that were hoping for another live episode of Unrestricted, I'm blaming Tony Schiavone for double booking himself. But uh, ultimately know that I don't feel bad in the slightest that we didn't get to do it. We are coming up on the uh, second anniversary of Dynamite. Can you believe it? Oh, in in October, we'll be uh, have Dynamite for two years. The first couple of years have been challenging. Because uh, we started in 2019, and then by the spring of 2020, we had to go into pandemic mode. We didn't pick up back on the road again until summertime of 2021. I remember when we first came back and had the pay-per-view, it was full capacity at Daly's Place. We talk about CM Punk, and we talk the pop he had and, and Brian Danielson's pop, but how grateful the fans were to be back. Yeah. The excitement that night was, uh, it's hard to explain. The only way I can explain that excitement was when Bryce Remsburg walked out, they cheered for him. If that is his real name. <laughs> Just the referee comes out and go, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> and I remember backstage looking at somebody said, they're cheering the freaking referees coming out. Aubrey gets her cheers because of, of Aubrey Edwards, but just referees walking out, boom. Anybody came through the tunnel. That's right. Anybody. The varsity blondes got the biggest pop they've ever gotten. It was like. Oh, my God. And and the guys and girls come backstage and they go, oh, my God. It's been so long. And some of them really hadn't experienced that. No. Some of the younger talent. I forget how many people came on during the pandemic and had never experienced a live like a full crowd before because we we started to have people come back in the pandemic and we had you know 10 to 15 percent 25 percent capacity at times but you know that double or nothing show is just my my husband flew out for it and during the serena Rio match in the buy-in he just texted me he's like i think i'm getting emotional right now mm. like it was just so unreal i remember <laughs> i remember everybody's entrance took a little bit longer because everyone's kind of soaking it in. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the stadium stampede. It's one of my favorite moments of this past year. Uh, no question. The first one was so unique and interesting. And the second one felt so different. It had a lot of the same elements, but it was less comedy. It was more serious. 
it going from tape to live was a really cool experience, watching everyone sort of realize, oh, they're up in the upper bowl. Oh my God, Sammy's on a cart, like all of these things happening. And it's very AEW to do something that people don't expect. Right. It was just a very nice way to sort of end the pandemic era. And like, sure, we were in Jacksonville for another month before we went back on the road, but I feel like that was the very, like the, we did it guys, we made it through. The fans are still with us. Let's go kick the world's ass. Exactly. And we built a very, very closeness with all the workers, all the, everybody works uh, that time in Jacksonville. We all were happy and excited about what we were doing. Uh, We all cried and were just heartbroken about uh, Brody. Yeah. And I think we did a great job in honoring him. We made it through the pandemic and now we move on towards the fall. Yes. And who knows what surprises we are going to have in store for you. But we'll have a lot of those here on Unrestricted as well. Aubrey's got to go uh, oversee some of the great stuff in Orlando that you're going to be seeing on AEW Dark. God bless you, Aubrey, for working all this time. Oh, man. Are you just going right? Are you going right to New Jersey? Uh, No, I'm going to go home for a day and a half. All right. All right. I should probably see my husband. Shoot, it's his birthday and our anniversary today. Wow. <laughs> 16 years. Long time. Yay. I should probably, like, actually see him once this month. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Send him a text. Say hi. I did. I, I put him over on Twitter today, even though he's not on Twitter. It's the idea that counts. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can uh, pick up this uh, wonderful podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just uh, go to... Uh, on YouTube, just search AEW Unrestricted, and it's free wherever you get your podcasts. I'm at Tony Schiavone 24, and Aubrey is at Ref Aubrey on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, let's not forget our big shows. Yeah, we got a whole lot of them. We've got Elevation on Monday on YouTube. We've got AEW Dark on YouTube on Tuesdays. We've got Dynamite, 8 o'clock, 7 Central, live on TNT, Wednesdays every week. Uh, we've got our podcast on Thursdays. And then Friday, we've got Rampage, 10 o'clock, TNT. Man, we're, we're killing it. And then now we're filming Dark in front of a live audience in Universal Studios. Yeah. Man, we're taking over the world. I love it. I love you, sweetie. I really do. Probably shouldn't say sweetie. They tell you in HR not to say sweetie, but I still say it. So I let you do it. Okay. It's a Southern thing. I say, <laughs> I go, hello, sweetie. And I'll go, hello, dear. And then I'll walk away thinking. Well, hello, honey. That's the other one I like. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone okay. can get away with that. Tony can. Thanks for being with us on this special edition. I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards, and thank you for listening to AEW Unrestricted. Come on, throw your hands up, let me see you. Unrestricted.